Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dan from Time to BS Podcast, and in case you missed it, we've recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV, you might ask? Fubo TV brings you hundreds upon hundreds of channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and many more, without the hassle of a cable contract. Don't believe me? Click the link in our bio and start your free 7-day trial today. Are you looking to get your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics. There's always some great deals at Fanatics.com. Every league, every team, at the best prices. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. And thanks to our friends at U Stadium for supporting this podcast. Do you like sports and debates all in one? We know you do. Don't lie to us. Download the free U Stadium app today and talk all sorts of things sports and even earn some great prizes. Debate with all kinds of fans from the NFL to the NHL, UFC, and many more. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. If you like the show, be sure to check out our special BS Sessions episodes today exclusively on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And thanks to our friends at Unhinged Sports Network. Check out more shows like us, including Aerate Attack Podcast, The Gridiron Gallery, The J-Dash Morning Show, and many more. That's UnhingedSN.com. It's time to BS, a U-Stadium podcast. Hello, all you sexy bitches and peeps and whatever you're... Ah, screw it. All right. Hi, we're back. (laughs) Season four. Yes, season four premiere, episode 85 of Time to BS Podcast. I am here. Mike is here. We have some stuff to get to, including some new things we have planned for uh, starting this season. So... To start, uh, we're doing a new... Well, we already did this before, but I guess we're reviving it. So, if you go back with us long enough, you will know that we did like a radio-style show Mm -hmm. where we did like 20 or 15-minute segments. And we just chatted up a storm for 
20 minutes at a time and to see how it goes. So, Christ. I am still slightly hungover and sick. No, I downed half a bottle of whiskey in one night. It was good, though. Yeah, I, got some whiskey. I got some whiskey over Christmas. It's Crown Royal uh, Salted Caramel. So, hold on. I'm, hold on. I'm going to pause first. I'm going to get the bottles real quick. Actually, you know what? Keep going. I'm going to get the bottles. Give me two seconds. And uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, of course. Bro. You know, I'm not kidding not when I tell you this. Fans, I'm know? not. I'm not kidding. This is $70 worth of whiskey right here in these two bottles. Oh, I believe it, dude. Oh, my God. I believe it. So, those who don't know me, well, I'm a huge whiskey guy. I prefer whiskey over beer because it's nice and strong. It's nice and smooth. Like, beer to me is overrated, but... You know, I got Jim Bean right here. Jim Bean Kentucky Bourbon, which is, fuck, which is, my my desk is a mess. God damn it. I got Gatorade <laughs> bottles all over the place. Fuck damn it. And then I got Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey, which is delicious. Oh my God. Like, you ever want a good bottle of whiskey to drop 40 bucks on? There you go. Well, of course, I mean, for those who for those out there in Oklahoma or Tennessee or in the Midwest who can get whiskey for cheaper, so fuck you guys. Right. <laughs> fuck you guys. Hey, you know, that's the best part of now. Now, whiskey's good. It's, oh, yeah. Um, I got some for the uh, for our work for Christmas party, so it's <clears throat> I can't complain. Nah, you really can't, but... <clears throat> Oh, I'm sick as a motherfucker. But that's enough talk. So, as we said before, we have some new plans. Um, we are we already discussed the whole new 15-minute segments, but we're going to make it shorter, quick segments, yada, 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 all that shits and giggles and all that glorious stuff. But also, we have a new uh, special show that we're going to be doing, um, potentially. And... For those of you who go back with us before the unhinged days, we had these two knuckleheads on uh, yeah. who were very close friends of mine, uh, Dave and Will, very close friends of mine, and they were on, and then they left, and then, you know, we stopped talking for a little while, and then we got, and then I started talking, and we, and we reconnected. So... Potentially, the new idea that is in discussion is called the Knucklehead Chronicles, where it's just me, where it's me and these two and these two idiots are talking and eventually drinking becomes involved. Hence the whiskey. This is delicious. This is a delicious bottle, but that's in that's in plan. Uh, and plus, we have our NHL preview. A uh, special edition of Bullshit Sessions in the works. Um, we're going to potentially record in mid-January, and that could be live. I don't know. Depends on what happens. But let's get on with the topics. Mike, the college football playoff was released. <laughs> Indeed it was, Dan. God help me. Why is Ohio yeah. State in? 
and not Oklahoma? Why? Someone explain to me how Ohio State, with seven wins, six wins, seven wins? I don't know. Seven wins. Six wins. Six wins. That's even worse. Six or seven, yeah. Six wins now. I think they're six and zero. Oh. I think they're six and zero. Oh, they're six they... and zero. Oh. Okay, they're yeah. six and zero. Oh. The Big Ten, which I love dearly, canceled half of their season. Granted, because of COVID-related issues, but still. How are they 6-0 and and in the playoff? Well, I'll tell you. Thing. I'll tell you. It's a money game, motherfucker. Well, it's money. No it's, shit. It, it, the college football is money. Because you look at the Big Ten. First of all, I'm not knocking the conference, but first of all, they, can't, they started the season way into mid-October, which you've already limited any potential COVID cases and cancellations. You can't reschedule. So you've already screwed yourself there. Uh, it looks the Big Ten looks like a black it gives a black eye on the Big Ten due to the fact that the commissioner goes out and punishes Wisconsin and says that because of they've had limited games and you know that the the requirement of what they were required to play is not so they can't be even played in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, game. Wisconsin was but a yeah. far better team. Wisconsin yeah. was a far better team to be in the playoff than Ohio State. Fight me. I don't care oh, if it's yeah. Justin. Indiana. I don't I care. Was, Indiana, uh, too. Mm-hmm. Indiana, rightfully, should have been in the Big Ten title game. Well, the the, the rules play should go, you know, the rules should play for both sides, not just Wisconsin, but oh, we have to have exceptions for Ohio State. Now, the rules should have been for both sides. Ohio State should have been in there, and I think Indiana would have beat Northwestern. I think Indiana could have done something in the New Year's Six Bowls, but again, money talks, and um, I, I I don't think they're going to beat Clemson, to be honest. I no, they're going to get fucking rolls. destroyed by Clemson. Yeah, they're going to get absolutely steamed, but um, now the Big Ten, they got what they wanted, even though they pissed a lot of people off, and uh, it's a bad look for the Big Ten because... It's a bad look for college football in general. In. It's a horrible look for college football, mm-hmm. and it's a... It's such a bad look because college football was once this great sport where the BCS era in particular was great. It was you fought your ass off to get to the number one or two ranking so you could play in the national title game. You fought your ass off. And teams like Auburn, I respect Auburn in that year in particular, when they beat Alabama, they beat Missouri, Mm -hmm. they beat Georgia in that year to reach the SEC title game and then beat Missouri in the said SEC title game Mm -hmm. and go to the national title game against a very good Florida State team and could have beaten them. And probably should have, exactly. Probably should have, but, you know, James Winston probably should have, but, you know. Jameis Winston Heisman Trophy, yada yada yada. But well, I mean, people got looking at BCS and well, it needs fixed. Well, I think personally, the the playoff system needs fixed because again, you don't have the four best teams. I think Notre Dame should not have been in there. No, Notre Dame uh, was a shit show. And people say, well, who would you put in for? You could have gone with Texas A and M. Texas A and M, their only loss was to Alabama. Well, let's be honest, that's not a bad loss. Um, you could, you could have potentially threw in Cincinnati. I'm not a huge Cincinnati Bearcat fan, 
But Coach Fickle done a wonderful job. That's I mean, the thing I want to get to. Alabama. Who have they played? Uh, Who have these bitches the played? SEC, you know what's funny is, you know what's funny is the SEC fans always bashed OU in the Big Twelve because we can't play defense. Oh, you, you don't play anyone. This year. The uh, SEC the doesn't SEC play anyone. Play this year. The SEC does not play anyone. No, they never have, and they never, never will. The SEC plays Western Kentucky, Alabama Tech, and M. And they expect well, that as the their big game. Smart, like, well, we're just going to play conference cha- or conference games only this year. Because they knew half their teams were already 0-4 heading into conference play. Thank you. They play one, They want to play these piss-off the Citadels. And I think Alabama, they always get stuck with this Western Carolina and and other bull crap. I remember when Coastal Carolina was a crappy FCS team and all this. I mean, now the SEC is scared of playing big-time big teams and... Yep. I, mean, I respect the conference, but uh, no, I, I don't respect right. the conference. I don't respect their fucking conference. I don't. I don't. I I don't. I do not respect their conference because I you because you get teams like Alabama. They're like, oh, Nick Saban's such a great coach. Tell me this: if Nick Saban were in the Big Ten or in the Pac-12, what kind of a coach would he be? Well, also he's not a professional coach. He failed miserably at Miami. He failed miserably in Miami. That's all you need to know. Yep. That's all you need to know. And Steve Spurrier, another SEC coach, he failed with the Redskins. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, the Washington football team. Who gives a shit, Mike? <laughs> I mean, but he failed with the Redskins. He failed Washington. He did. Yeah. Jim Mora. Let's not get into Jim Mora with the Seattle Seahawks in 2010. Nine. Yep. Nine. 2010, they made the playoffs. And uh, Pete Meyer, Carroll. Go to the pros. I don't think he'll make it either. Pete Carroll. Bad example. Not as good, but bad example. He's about the only college coach that succeeded, though. I mean, Bill Walsh. Well, you know. Bill Walsh won three Super Bowls. Bill Walsh had amazing teams too. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill Walsh built those teams. That's the thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Bill Walsh built those teams from Stanford to San Francisco. He built those teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only other exception would be Jim Harbaugh. But even then, what coach is he? And see, I still don't think he'll. If he goes, to, I still don't think if Jim goes a second round in the NFL, I don't think he'll do anything either. Unless if he goes to the Jets. If he goes to the, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. If he goes to the Jets, I will be all for it. Do you not? I mean, is Adam Gase now safe? I mean, this team's playing the, well. Oh my god! Watch this team go three and thirteen. Extend Adam Gase. They will extend Adam Gase. I'm telling you. Mhm. I can't win. I cannot win. No, I mean it's a legit. It's a, it's a legit question. If they happen, I don't know who they play next week, but if they happen to win next week, they go finish 3-13, win the last three games. I mean, really, do you then keep Adam Gase? I don't know. I personally wouldn't, but I mean... They can't. They can't keep him. You'd have to be on some sort of high-induced crack 
if you want to keep Adam Gase. You have to be on some strong shit if you want to keep Adam Gase. Well, I think Jim Harbaugh would be a perfect fit for out there. Jim Harbaugh is a de- Jim Harbaugh would be a great fit because he can handle that kind of spotlight in New York. He can handle it. If you can handle Michigan, you can handle New York. Well, yes, absolutely. The problem is that Michigan is a powerhouse and is one of the great college football powerhouses except like in historically speaking Michigan is great. Oh yeah, historically. Historically really speaking, since Lori Carr's been there. Yeah, sure. Well, Brady Hook though he's done a de- he was a decent job though. I'll take that back. He was decent. Yeah. But well, do you think James Franklin at Penn State would be ever be mentioned? That's the thing. I don't think no. I don't. Despite the bad season, I mean, you can blame COVID. You can blame a lot of things for this season for Penn well, State. Okay, but- But, no, I, I don't... It would have to take a lot of money to pry him out of Penn State. Because Penn State, the fans, the, the committee at Penn State, the AD, the AD, they love him. Because, where is Penn State without James Franklin? Where are they? Where are they? We were shit. We were shit. We were nothing. Our best quarterback. Well, Bill O'Brien didn't do anything up Bill O'Brien barely. Ugh, that's the, ugh. He got an NFL job because of his because of his job at Penn State. Yeah. That's how he got there. But going back to the college, yeah. going back to the playoff, um, it's going to be out. Expanded. You have, you have to. to you have to at this point. You have to. Just because this year it would have been the perfect year to expand it because you had Cincinnati that was on the outside looking in. Coastal Carolina. Texas was pissed off with Jimbo Fisher. You had a hot team in Oklahoma that I think still could have made some noise. I'm not saying that they would have won anything. They may have been ousted from the first round. I don't know. But you had a hot team in Oklahoma. You had Texas a Oklahoma could have made some noise. Cincinnati. Oklahoma. In there. Oklahoma and Texas A&M alone yep. forces them to expand. Those two teams, the way that they played at throughout the rest of the season alone should force the committee to expand the playoff. You have to. And you know why? You know why they're going to have to expand? Money. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to expand. Can you you have to. They gone, let's just say they were done 16 this year. The first two teams get a first round by the Rouse 4 playing all the way out. You know how much money that the playoff oh my God. could have had this year? With it's Oklahoma incredible. Texas A&M travels extremely well. so. Oh, yeah. And everybody would have loved to see Spencer Rattler. I'm not saying he's a hot, you know. Like I said, I'm not saying, oh, you would have won anything. But um, I would have loved to send this team to the playoff because this team is on the hot streak right oh now. Oh, my God. Their defense is playing well, too, right? Oh, my God. Their yes. defense is playing well for the first time in a long time. It's been a while, yeah. It's been, what, 10 years since Sam Bradford? 2008 Heisman, so yeah, 2009, he was out with the shoulder injury. That's when Landry Jones came in, so it's going on 11, 12 years now. Jesus Christmas. God. 
Before we uh, before we end our segment, we have some quick football, some quick NFL talk to get to. Um, Seahawks won the West. Yay! Congrats! Yay! I still can't win because I wanted this team to fall apart into the pit of obscurity, and I still can't win. And I wanted the Jets to lose. And I still can't win. And I still can't win. It's 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 my weird luck as a fan. It's my weird luck. The Broncos won, lost. Wait, what? What happened? Lost. They lost. We tied it, and then two forty-two left in the game, and then they marched out, kicked the field goal, and then uh, they tried to hail mary it. At our 42, but it was picked up by Mike Williams. So Denver goes five and ten. Vic Fangio did um, did did give him a nod to come back next year. So Fangio will be back for the 21 season, which I think that's fair. I don't I don't think he's the issue. No, the you injuries. Well, injuries galore. You start off the season without Vaughn Miller. You have no Bryce Callahan. Half, you know, you got no AJ Bouye. You got no. Your offensive line is gone. Portland Sutton. The offensive line still stinks. Portland however, however, Garrett Bowles has played very well. Garrett Bowles improved, and that's because of a lot of Munchak. Oh yeah, big time. See what happens when you get a good uh, offensive line coach, Mike. Unlike me. Oh well, if we can get one, if we can just get rid of Jawan James completely, and get a. Um, Right tackle that we can get. I still think going to draft, my personal opinion, but whatever. Um, now, what we said, if this team can stay healthy next year, I still think we'll be a lot better than we have. You'll be a lot better. And, and Drew Locke. I mean, if, come on. The if, whole season just, it just, one, from one thing to another, Drew Locke gets hurt. Here comes Brett Ripon, and here comes Kendall Hinton, and here comes everybody else, so. And also, the fact that the Seahawks won 11 games this year, 7-1 and one at home, without the 12th man, is impressive. Oh, absolutely. Is impressive. So. I think a lot of teams, if you can win 11-plus games this year, I think you've done something because of with all the circumstances this year. Oh, yeah. And fuck Green Bay and their frauds. <laughs> fuck them and their fraud teams. I don't care what people Dude, say, but I don't care about the fuck Pittsburgh, but I'd sorry, Ellie, but I don't sorry, Ellie, if you're listening, we love you, but what happened to the Steelers, but Green Bay is a bunch of fucking frauds. Dude, they always are. It's always the time of the year. And then this is when they're going to start losing to the playoffs. Watch them lose to the playoffs. Watch them lose to us of all things. We'll get the three seed or the two seed, and then we'll somehow, dude. If who do the Saints play next week? Who do they play? Do they play the Falcons? I think it's Atlanta. Oh, please. They play the Panthers. Oh, oh, bro. If I get the two seed. Oh my god. Oh. All I need is the Saints to lose once and and for me to beat San Francisco and I get the number 2 seed in the in the NFC. 
That's exciting. That's exciting. That's exciting indeed. Oy, oy, oy. It still could be screwed up as the NFC East is. Oh, Washington oh. can still win. Dallas can still win. The Giants can still win. Oh, for the love of God, fuck that division, man. All right. Let's transition segments. Oh, for the love of God, Mike. It's time to BS. A Euro, I think a Euro counts, yes. No, a gyro. It's, it's pronounced Euro, really, but... I hate. I, I won't get politically correct with that, but gyro You're hero. Call a Greek person, how to pronounce gyro? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> a U Stadium podcast. All right, John's here. What's up, dude? How you doing? Yeah, not much. Just been busy doing my thing. How was your holiday, brother? How was it? It was fun. Good Christmas. Good Christmas. Drinking. A lot of drinking. Yeah. Johnny Walker. Nice. I wish I had Johnny Walker on me. I got I got Jack Daniels Tennessee honey on me, and then I got uh, some Jim Beam bourbon, Kentucky yeah, bourbon. You see, see, Jimmy Beam is a Beam is a very cool guy, but Johnny Walker is my man. Yeah, I like this already. I like this. <laughs> I could go for some Johnny Walker every night if I if I could if I had any, but you know that's that's a dangerous path for me to cross. If I were to drink, if I were to drink every night, that's a dangerous path for me to cross. But yeah, perhaps that's that's a that's a good point. Uh, so we recorded yesterday, uh, two days ago, um, technically speaking in this timeline, and over the course of two days, a lot happened. So. Dwayne Haskins got cut by Washington. Mm-hmm. How how bad do you have to royally fuck up to do that? I mean, Johnny Manziel lasted two years, and this guy didn't make it past year two. How do you do that? How do I put this? He um, had every opportunity given to him. He was playing for his hometown team, played Played in high school, right in that area. Was had ties to it. Was pretty much given the keys to the team. Named captain in his second year, despite doing nothing to earn it. His first year, he had every opportunity. He had fucking everything, my guy. Strippers come to his house before a game during a pandemic, and then expected to be considered the leader of the team, the starting quarterback, anything. I think Ron Rivera was in the right to cut him. Yeah, Ron Rivera was was absolutely this is and and this goes back to his days in Carolina where he sort of benched Cam Newell. Wasn't Cam hurt? Yeah, he was hurt, but I think he um, kept him like out longer than Yeah, did. he was hurt but also kept him out longer because Kyle Allen was doing so well at the time. And yeah, that, but it was also to prove a point because at the time Cam Newton was becoming too big for himself. Yeah, Cam Newton was getting too big at the time, and then it tore him apart. And you could yeah, see it in New England. To the team. And then you see what happened. So see Newton at least won an MVP and stuff, and then was doing that shit. Correct. Haskins. Haskins hasn't what done has shit. Done? But here's the point I'm trying to make here. I don't trust Ohio State QBs. This is, but that's not just the point. I, unless if you have, or I don't trust one year wonders right out of the gate, unless if you have like a historically great season, like so, like Kyler Murray, so like a Kyler Murray, a Joe Burrow, for example, or yeah, 
or if Mac Jones ends up going in the first round this year out of Alabama, which could happen. Zach Wilson's another. Well, Zach Wilson's a two-year starter, right? I think so. Yeah, Zach Wilson's a two-year starter, or or if you're like this transcendent talent, like quarterback is extremely hard to evaluate. Yeah, the reality and, was Kyler Murray was just putting up good numbers as an Ohio, as an Ohio State quarterback. He Oklahoma. He, no, I mean Dwayne Haskins. Oh, Dwayne Haskins, yeah, yeah, Haskins as an Ohio was Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, so Ohio State quarterbacks have you know historically not been great, and we discussed this several times. You know, look at like the kind of stuff they do offensively. It's the same shit. And that's, yeah, like it's like a plug and play. Kind yeah, of like how Alabama was pre-Tua. Yeah, exactly. And well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close my window. Give me a second. You were saying? It's all about like what you see when you watch them play. Like when you saw Haskins play, you sort of saw him do the same yeah. stuff. J.K. Barrett did. Yeah. Braxton Miller or Cardell Jones. Braxton Miller and Cardell Jones. J.T. Barrett and Cardell Jones are great examples because they were decent quarterbacks. And then Cardell yeah, Jones. And well, they, think about some of the Alabama quarterbacks like Jake Coker or um, AJ, AJ McCarron. I mean, or, quarterback um, is extremely hard to to decipher, especially going into the draft process. Because like the highly talented quarterbacks, like say Joe Burrow or Kyler Murray or 2017 Baker Mayfield, they were doing things that re- directly changed the outcome of games. Remember that draft when people were saying the Giants were out of their fucking minds to take Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins? How stupid do they look now? Yeah, that just shows like how smart the um, media was in that yeah. situation. <laughs> they all consider themselves experts over what over actually. Listen, I'm not an I'm not an expert at this either. But like, I I take a look at. But when it comes to me doing the draft, when I when I do the draft process, I look at every team's biggest need, not the best prospect. Rarely do I go by best prospect. I go by team's biggest need and who's the best player at that at that time. Like. We can all agree, and which brings us to our next topic, the New York Jets. The New York Jets are, knowing them, are going to take a quarterback in the first round so at number two. Justin Fields the, they're going to take Justin Fields to number two. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And they're going to not fix the problems that have been plaguing the franchise for years. Here's, here's what they should do. Here's what they, I would see what Sam does against the Patriots this weekend. I would see what he does. Because... No, well they're sent. Well they have they have two first round picks. You're welcome, Jets. And then what I would do is I would keep Sam, see how he does behind a real offensive line because who is his offensive line? Mackay Becton. It's Becton, and that's it. You can't say George Fant because it's a waste of thirty million dollars. Becton's a fucking rookie. He's their best lineman. Yeah. No, you can't have a rookie be the best lineman. I don't care how good he is because offensive linemen take a while to develop to reach their peak. So the fact that a rookie is your best lineman is not good. Yeah. That means there's something deeply wrong with your offensive line. Here's what I would do. I would draft Penny Sewell or Sewell with the second pick in the draft out of Oregon. Make him your left tackle or make him your right yes. tackle. That's what I would do. And then yeah. if Creed Humphrey 
Oklahoma center, if he's yeah. there at what it, at where wherever the Seahawks finish, because this because you own the Seahawks first round pick, um, I would take him because correct me if I'm wrong. The receiver, the receiver class and the running back class is deep as shit for the second year in a row, right? Yeah. It's deep as shit. Yeah, like there's no need to take one in the first round. It's deep as shit. It's deep as shit. So you'll need to build your offensive line, which the Jets have not done since Sam Darnold has been there. They have not done that. They have not bothered with it. They haven't bothered with it. So it's like, what's the fucking point? And... The first thing that needs to happen before anything is Adam Gase needs to go. Which, apparently he's supposed to get fired after this weekend. Apparently. Well, which, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Because and it's then, the Jets. This is a big emphasis. Do not hire a retread. I'm looking at you, Josh McDaniels. No retreads. Which, is, which, even, brings, which even brings up to my other point. I don't, I don't buy Eric Bieniemy. I don't, because he has like an elite quarterback. He has, a, he has a, It's the Josh McDaniels situation. I'm going to get a great system under a great head coach. Yeah, with an elite quarterback, yeah. and great receivers, like solid run game. Listen, I don't care who I don't care who's calling the plays. You get Patrick Mahomes and those weapons and that offensive line, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a ton of touching. Same thing with Josh McDaniels had Tom Brady and Randy Moss for a year, and, and Wes Walker, and Wes and Walker, Walker, yeah, and, and you, you saw the weapons that he had from 07 to 08, even to 2006. I mean, it's still they were the same teams. They were the same teams. And it's the same shit that I see over and over yeah. again. It's like, oh, we have to hire Bianami. We have to hire Bianami. It's like, no, have you dickheads learned nothing from McDaniels? Adam I, Gase getting hired by Miami because he had good seasons with Peyton Manning as his quarterback. Oh, boy. And then he tries to make every quarterback play like Peyton Manning. Which you can't. I don't yeah. care who you are. Look what he did. He messed up Tannehill. He messed Tannehill up Tannehill bad. And then Tannehill goes to Tennessee. And he's an all-pro. And he's an all-pro. Look at him. Yep. Look at the so guy. I don't think give up Arnold just yet. If you could have gone Trevor Lawrence, I understand it. But now you can't. If you him. had the first pick, I would have absolutely said go Trevor Lawrence. But now that belongs to Jacksonville at number one. You have to, You have almost no choice but to keep Sam. I'd rather have Sam than Fields. That's the truth. Yeah, I don't blame you. And this is coming from a, from a Big Ten guy. No, and but I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. Neither do I. Caliber. Neither do I. And, like, I don't, and I think that we have not learned our lessons from Haskins, like if we as a whole. And and Troy Smith. <laughs> and, Troy, and Troy Smith was a Heisman Trophy winner in what, 2007? I think it was seven. I think it was six or seven, because Reggie Bush won it in 05. Reggie Bush won it in 05 because that was the 06 Rose Bowl. No, I 07 was Jamarcus Russell. Because I thought because he was taken in the 07 draft because that was a. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Troy Smith was 07. That's right. 
Because yeah, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Oh God, that's another thing. You can't evaluate quarterbacks because of height and arm strength, because you get the same shit with Jamarcus Russell, Joe Flacco, I can Josh Josh Rosen. Yeah, no, you gotta evaluate them based on their ability to take over a game, pretty much. You can you can evaluate. Here's another. I I was a huge, huge Jake Fromm fan. I loved Jake Fromm. Same. Loved him. I it's thought, funny. okay, if Fromm is taken is taken by a team that needs a starting quarterback, whether it's in the second round, the third, or the fourth round, he ends up going to Buff. He ends up going to Buffalo in the fourth. Or in the fourth or fifth round, I said Jake Fromm will be a starting quarterback in the near future because the dude can win. The dude's a winner. Yes, he he's a winner. Jacob Eason with Washington, another example. He he has a cannon of an arm, but the dude won a ton of games with the Huskies. Won a ton of games at Washington. To bring up another topic, AJ McCarron won a lot of games with Bama. AJ McCarron is a two-time national champion, one of the best quarterbacks Alabama's ever had. And, and why? Because the dude was a winner. The dude yeah, was a winner. He never Bama turned the ball over. Excellent. He never ever turned the ball over. But the dude was a was the man in Alabama. He mm. was the man because he. Won you a lot of games. He yeah. won you a lot of games, and that's why quarterback is so difficult to evaluate because you have, and because you have guys like Russell Wilson who were taken in the third round, who is, I hate to say it, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You got guys like Tom Brady taking the sixth round, maybe the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, and he split time with somebody else in Michigan. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Drew Brees, second round pick uh, with the Chargers out of Purdue. One of the best ever. One of the best ever. It's hard to tell. It's so hard to evaluate quarterbacks. It's so difficult to do that. But I, I, as much as you know, I mean, Carson Wentz, another example. Carson Wentz. Won a lot of games at North Dakota State, but main issue with him, he could not stay healthy. The best ability is availability. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And now, what good is your fancy new quarterback if he won't be playing? And Jalen Hurts is going to take his job because the dude yeah. can't stay healthy. He's a pouty bitch. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He is honestly, he has a lot more heart than Carson Wentz does. He's not soft like Wentz is. Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, he got his money. I mean, good for him. But, like... He got his money. Like, he's soft. Yeah. He's a soft bitch. Yeah, I don't think he can really be last as an NFL quarterback being soft. Yep. But I also think it's a, more, a lot of a mental thing, too, where you have to have the yeah. mentality. And I feel it. like it's going to take over Kyler, too. I feel like it's, it's going to take over Kyler because you see when the Cardinals have been losing... It starts to get him. Yeah, because he's been winning his whole life. He doesn't know losing. Same with Baker. Same yeah. with Baker. It's going to get to Baker. Yeah, winning their whole lives. They don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I Russell, think Jalen Hurts has it, though. Yeah, he's he's got it. He has it. 
He's great. Look at it this way. He um, lost the spot in Alabama to Tua. Did not really complain at all. Just stayed for that season on the bench. Came into the SEC championship <laughs> game and won it for them against Georgia. Transferred to Oklahoma. Was a Heisman candidate. Heisman fight. He was the Heisman runner-up. Yeah. To he was the runner-up. Had a historic year. Yeah. Which that's another. I mean, that's another thing. You, I don't trust one and done years. Are I already said that. You, I don't trust one and done years unless you are like having a historically great season, like a Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, etc. But yeah, like Jalen Hurts has, has shown to be a humble guy. Yeah, like when you think about what his college career was and how it, like the trajectory it went on. He was spoon fed a great team in Alabama, though. He was. It was. I think it's more of what he did after he was benched and had that season in Oklahoma that I would say is what, you know, made him Jalen Hurts. That's another thing. Lincoln Riley should get a head coaching job soon. He should, but... I he should. He's Oklahoma not going to leave Oklahoma, though. He's not leaving Oklahoma, though. No. Like, because being, like, being head coach of, like, a blue blood team like that when you're winning is a great gig. That's why, I mean, I look at Michigan. I look at Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. It's like, Mich- he'd be stupid to stay at Michigan. He's not winning. They're going to run him out. He's not winning. He'd be stupid. Pull and Marty Schottenheimer just resign. Because do you know what would have happened to Lincoln Riley if when he took over OU started to lose? They oh my God! Oklahoma would have ran him they the fuck out of there, especially if he kept losing to Texas. Oh, losing to Texas is unacceptable. Look at what the UT fans are doing to Tom Herman. Yeah, Tom Herman's getting his ass destroyed because he's, he's losing to Oklahoma. Not yeah, I mean, there's something about like losing. It's like okay, I mean. Losing at your losing at your college is like okay, that's fine. But like, you start to lose against your arch nemesis every year. Every year, there's the a problem. Year Tom Herman got a win against him was 2018, and it got nullified anyways because of the Big 12 championship he lost to them. Yeah, you. yeah. So his yeah. only win was in the end of the mountain to a meaningless regular season game. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Because Texas, you know, they have the Texas has the same expectations Oklahoma does every year. The difference is Lincoln Riley met those expectations. Oh, Lincoln! Lincoln also came from the Bob Stoops strain, so from the Bob Stoops tree. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, but OU's offense before Lincoln got there was in a bit of a lull under Heupel. Yeah. Yeah, 2014 was not a really great team, let's just say. Yeah, it's true. You had Trevor Knight and I think Blake. Oh my god, I remember Trevor Knight, where he beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, and then he turned that into um, becoming the starting quarterback in 2014 and went 8-5. Yeah. Got killed by Clemson in some stupid bowl. Oh my god. Lost to Oklahoma State. Speaking of stupid losses... Who had money on the Clippers plus 50 at halftime? <laughs> Who had money on that? <laughs> Kawhi must be the best player in the world. The fact that they beat the Lakers and then got lost by 50 without Kawhi to the The match. Clippers are the most infuriating team I have ever seen in the NBA. The they had they so are. much talent. With Lob they're City. They're the pre-2018 Washington Capitals. Hold on. Of the Hold on. 
Lob City. Do you remember Lob City? With DeAndre yeah, Jordan, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul. With Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. They were so good, but they could never win. They had they had like a three to one they had like a three one lead over the Spurs <laughs> in like the in the second round of the playoffs and then they lost. Yep. And then I think that same Spurs team went on to get swept by the Warriors or some shit like that or lose four one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't think they were ever going to beat the Warriors. No, that especially at that particular time. No, they weren't. Yeah, like, that was a great team in the wrong era. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Golden State played their style of basketball in the 80s and 90s? It would have been crazy. That would be nuts. No, I'm thinking if you had Lob City right in the 80s and 90s, you would have had to, like, pass first, like, point guard, right? Which was an essential thing back then. Yeah. You would have had... A high percentage big man in DeAndre Jordan who would have probably put up a lot more points back then. Yeah. Would have probably revolved around. And Blake Griffin would have been scary then. That team was just not for the um, era of Golden States and Houston's and, and Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers is a damn good coach, but at the wrong fucking time. Yep. He's going to fail in Philadelphia. Watch. It's going to be funny. Yeah, I think that Philly team is fundamentally flawed from the way it's They're so... Plus, I mean, plus, the management fucked them financially. Fucked them. Yeah, because they signed every big name they could. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, because they were stupid for five... They were stupid. Like, their mistakes started when they got trade for Jimmy Butler, when they didn't need him. No, they, the, the mistake was they didn't re-sign him. They, they didn't re-sign him. They signed Tobias Harris. They signed Al Horford. No, 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 no. They signed Tobias Harris and Al Horford over Jimmy Butler. And instead, they traded Jimmy Butler to the Heat for Josh Richardson and a couple first-round picks. Hmm. But the reality is they should have made Jimmy Butler the um, main focus of yeah. the yeah. team. They should have. They didn't do that. They made them beat and Simmons the dumbasses. Dumbasses. They made them beat and Simmons the number one, and number two over Jimmy Butler. By the way, speaking of hardcore teams, the Knicks are going to be fun to watch. Obi Toppin is something. Oh my god. I like him, Dayton. Bro, I'm serious. When I tell you, if the Knicks are play like this the whole year. I love Tibbs as a coach. I love Thibodeau. I thought you know, he. Was... I always felt bad for him for what happened in Minnesota because it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault at all. It was Carl Anthony Towns acting like a pouty bitch. <laughs> yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is honestly a cancer. Thank you. Yeah, because I honestly was stupid, and at the time I blamed Jimmy Butler for a lot of stuff. And seeing how Jimmy uh, Chicago was in Chicago was kind of his fault because. Well, not really his fault. It was a 50-50 yeah, they, split with him in Chicago. They, Chicago had, like, the guard packs, like, management, like, duo was almost as bad as, like, the Knicks were at that time. The dumbest thing the Chicago did was get rid of Thibodeau, though. That was such a bad idea. Because they fired him and they thought, oh, we can, oh, we can, uh, who, who was their head coach afterwards? Hoiberg. Yeah, Brett Hoiberg. They Fred thought that, Hoiberg Fred Hoiberg. They thought that Fred Hoiberg would be, oh, this is going to be our guy. No, it's not. And Dwayne Wade's going to be our great, our great savior here in Chicago. Nope. Yeah, 
Nope. Dumbasses. Uh, the awesome thing to think about it, Miami was the first time that Jimmy Butler was in a situation that was really That stable. was such like, a good fit that. for him. That was, I love that I mean, trade from the second it happened. Basketball players, so he kept being on teams that were like, you know, not acting professional. Yeah, that's the thing. The Heat, here's why I respect the Heat so much and why I root for the Heat though. I root, I'm a Nick fan, but I root for the Heat. Here's why, because you always count on the Heat. The, right the culture, the culture of the Heat is what is so attractive. Yeah, and look at how good they are at the draft. Yeah. I mean, you think Tyler here? Who the hell is this kid? Taking him in the 14th or 15th think. pick. They don't know about these kids because they're not Zion Williamson. That's why I fucking hate the NBA draft. Yeah, but the thing is, you have to have smart people like Pat Riley. You can yeah. think ahead. Yeah, Pat Riley and Spolstra. You can argue Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA because he's. I could argue it. You can make a very fair argument for Spolstra. And Pat Riley is, is a is the godfather. Let's be clear. He's yeah. he's Lou Lamorello of the NBA. He is. He is. He knows he how is. talent in the same way. He knows. He knows how the Heat never really got bad after LeBron left. They yeah. To, like, they were always competitive. They were always competitive. Refused to tank. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had that one year of Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside on max contracts, but still they were like two wins away from a playoff the team. They were two wins away from the playoffs. Look, if any other team and any other coach had those guys on max contract, oh they would have been a 20-win team. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at you, Brooklyn. <laughs> By the way, don't you dare trade for James Harden. Oh, don't you dare. They're perfectly fine, the they're perfectly fine without him. They don't need him. The thing is, there's a lot of teams have shied away from the big three and have gone for duos. The but even still, but even still, I mean, it's in the playoffs. I mean, but still, I mean, you're banking on the whole super team persona, which is ruining the game. You get team even work. You I don't think a hard, I don't think Harden and Kyrie would work. No, they would all complain about the same shit. But I look at teams like Miami. Kyrie and KD can work. Here's the thing: Miami is not a super team. They are a great team with a mediocre roster. Hey, if Tyler Hero takes the jump, I can't think he could. That's I mean, but also, I mean... Bam out of Bayou, that's a damn good center. He's an all-star. I mean, Jimmy Butler is an all-star. Gore Dragic is a former all-star. But still, they're... Crazy. I would take Bam out of Bayou over Joel Embiid. Yeah, I don't blame you. I would. I don't blame you. All right, we're going to... we're gonna, uh, Because this is like, I think... Yeah, this is well over 48 minutes combined between the two clips, so... Thank you guys for joining us for the season four premiere of Time to BS Podcast. We're back. We're here for sports and nonsense. Be sure to check out other shows at Unhinged Sports Network for more content like this. Thank you guys for joining us, guys. We hope to see you all sometime in the near future.